I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to the Where to Go When podcast from DK. I'm James Atkinson, online brand manager at DK, and this is the mini podcast series celebrating the launch of Where to Go When, your all new stunning guide to the most amazing places in the world and the best time of year to visit them. Over the four episodes, we'll be looking at different seasonal travel conundrums and the best destinations to solve them. Throughout this journey, I'll be joined by Lucy Richards, who is project editor of the book. Hi, Lucy. Hello, James. Hi. And this week, we're looking at alternative beach breaks. So basically trying to move away from the lazing on the beach, yeah. doing nothing holidays. Yeah. Uh, why Why have people started to do that? Well, why, why is that a problem, Lucy? I think there's always a place for a fly and flop. But I think a lot now a lot of people are looking for more outdoorsy kind mm-hmm. of experiences. They want to be hiking or cycling and just generally kind of being in nature. It's just a real appetite now when it comes to travel for something different. And we've collected four places that we think are different alternative summer breaks. Sounds great. Let's get to it. Yes. Okay, so our first destination this week is Corsica, so home of Napoleon, um, <laughs> as I was telling Lucy earlier, <laughs> um, but also kind of um, you know a bit of a, a bit of an odd one in terms of not necessarily the traditional holiday destination in France. No, I think it's a real sort of it's a real it's a far cry from sort of southern France. Yeah, it's a real summer playground. It's really outdoorsy. Um, it's I think the fourth largest island in the Med. So you've sort of got a real kind of incredible landscape in front of you, believed to have once been the home of giants and ogres because of this sort of really wild and craggy landscape. Ah, And uh, what kind of activities can you do there? So you could um, go horse riding through green hills or um, you could hire a bike or um, take to a canoe on a river or... uh, just go swimming in the sea, which is what I would do, definitely. Yeah, me too. Um, I'd also maybe go on the bike, but I felt <laughs> there's quite a lot of sand there as well. Right? A lot of sand, yeah. You'll probably find me then sunbathing while you're off cycling somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, how would you get there? Um, so Corsica has four airports, and then I would suggest from there that you um, rent a car um, and then take to your bike or your canoe, whatever from there, just get exploring. It's really intrepid. So next we have the land of hidden caves, uh, Slovenia. Yeah, so it's this really picture-perfect country with sort of beautiful forests and just really stunning waterways. I've got in my notes here that it's a second Eden. Is that too cheesy? Uh, it might be a little bit too cheesy. I'm sorry, Lucy. <laughs> oh, damn it. You're now banned from this podcast. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> But this is just really a truly sort of outdoor destination. Cool. So uh, what kind of outdoor activities can you do? 
Um, you can go hiking, trekking, um, mountain biking or caving. Uh, paragliding would offer just the most amazing views because this country is just stunning. And I've heard it's really uh, obviously quite famous for its lakes, right? Correct. So Lake Bled is probably the most famous and it's just the perfect spot for wild swimming. But you can do that across the country as well. So there's um, Lake Jasna, which actually comprises two artificial lakes. Hmm. um, And it's just sort of backed by these really stunning jagged peaks, which is perfect for cooling off in summer. Absolutely. And I've heard kind of Ljubljana is really um, sort of quite cool as well like definitely one of the kind of trending cities in Europe at the minute and probably a really great springboard for then doing something a bit more kind of intrepid and outdoorsy cool and I'm guessing you just fly to Ljubljana to get there and then do your own thing after that's right and then you can get a bus or a train or um, probably best just to hire a car again and then go off on your own adventure on the open road cool Okay, so next we're talking about Machu Picchu, but maybe not as you know it. Instead of the normal Inca Trail, we're talking about the Salcante Trail. Lucy, can you tell us why? Yeah, um, we're suggesting a different route because there is a sense now that uh, Machu Picchu is sort of experiencing kind of over-tourism and we feel really strongly at DK that we kind of want to encourage our readers to travel responsibly. And the Salcante Trek is brilliant because you're travelling a really beautiful trail through 15 different ecosystems, but you conclude with the most similarly spectacular views. So you still conclude? at Machu Picchu. Yeah, completely. So it is just a sort of a different track and it's showcasing this amazing countryside around Peru still. Um, And summer is just perfect because the weather is just great for hiking. And it kind of, uh, I guess at the end, you get that kind of really iconic mist over the stone city. Exactly, that's it. It's revealing those agricultural terraces and ceremonial temples. You know, it's just the most amazing way to spend your summer. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So where does it actually start? How do you get onto the trail? So it starts from Salapata, which is about 100 kilometres from Cusco Airport. And our final destination this week, we've chosen Kruger National Park in South Africa. Um, So why have we chosen that, Lucy? Well, at this time of year in the summer, there's fewer people and it's cooler temperatures. This is just the perfect time to kind of watch giraffes gracefully wandering Mm. the plains and hear rhinos crashing in the distance. It's just a really incredible range of wildlife. Cool. And in a second, actually, to give more of a lowdown, more than we could do anyway. Yep. On uh, Kruger National Park, we've got Elspeth, who's uh, one of our editors here at DK, who's actually worked on the Eyewitness South Africa Guide. Yep. So we're calling in the experts, basically. Exactly. But before we do, uh, what's the best way to get there, Lucy? So you can fly um, into OR Tambo International and hire a car, um, because the National Park's about 500 kilometres from Johannesburg. Oh, just... just (laughs) It's nothing. It's easy. Easy (laughs) to get to. (laughs) Okay, so hello and welcome to Elspeth, who's one of my fellow editors here. Hi, Elspeth. Hello. (laughs) And you're going to talk to us about Kruger National Park. I am, yes. So why is Kruger National Park so great? Um, Well, it's the largest national park in South Africa. So by fact of its very size, it's full of animals. (laughs) Um, And not only that, but it's got all of the big five. And so what, what exactly is the big five? Or what are the big five? 
So the Big Five actually it originated with hunting. So oh. in the old days, the hunters would th- seek out these Big Fives, their mm-hmm. trophy animals. But now everybody goes hunting for them with their cameras instead. Um, it's much better. <laughs> <I prefer laughs> much <that>. better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Better all round. Um, so you've got lions, yeah. uh, elephants, rhinos, uh, leopards, and water buffalo. Elspeth, do you have any tips for sort of people on safari? Um, well, in my experience, having a guide is really useful. It's amazing what they can see. Like, you're just staring at a patch of grass and, yeah. like, to you, there's nothing there. <laughs> and then they'll be like, you know, if you look, there's just, there's a lion prowling through the grass. Wow. And um, then, yes, yeah, slowly you, like, see the ears and the head. And wow. <laughs> wow. That sounds like an amazing experience. I'm desperate to go on safari. Yes, you should. I would highly recommend it. <laughs> cool. Do you know, so um, I think you edited South Africa. Yes, that's correct. And what's so great about South Africa? Uh, South Africa is just beautiful. It's full of vast landscapes that are just spectacular scenery everywhere. Um, It's really outdoorsy. So if you like Mm. being outdoors, as I do, then it's a brilliant place to go. Yeah. And why specifically... June is a good time to go to Kruger National Park. Um, so June is good. June's actually winter in South Africa. Yeah. But that does make it the best safari time because it's a lot drier. Um, so the scenery is not like so great because there's less leaves and things, but that does make it a lot easier to see the animals. And also they move around a bit more because it's not really hot and they just want to sweat under the shade. <laughs> <laughs> So it's actually kind of a bit more of a friendly time. It's, it's more bearable for them, actually. Yeah, more bearable for them, more bearable for you as a visitor. Um, and it's just, it's a bit quieter as well. So if you want a sort of slightly more exclusive feel, then there'll be fewer tour groups as well. Cool. And uh, obviously you're Lucy's fellow editor here at DK. Yep. Um, what kind of does that look like on a daily basis? Could, what kind of titles do you work on? Do you, is it mostly loads of different destinations all the time yeah so it's a real mix which is really nice because it means you just get to learn about loads of different parts of the world um does it give you real travel envy oh yeah absolutely (laughs) (laughs) working on a book is the worst because you're just by the end of it you're desperate to go there (laughs) (laughs) or you're completely sick of it (laughs) (laughs) a mix of the two usually and and what does a normal day look like um, so my job is overseeing a whole project, um, largely, like mainly focusing on the tech side, but kind of overseeing the day-to-day running of the book, making sure that it's keeping to schedule. So I'm commissioning authors from around the world, like making sure that we've got local experts giving us all their insider tips on where to go and what to do. Um, so liaising with them over the content of the book and then commissioning them to write entries and then editing their text and um, working on it in the layouts and sending the whole thing off to print. So it's really like kind of managing the whole thing through and, and, yeah. and I guess kind of centred around what you think, you know, makes that place special and what kind of, uh, you know, people want to kind of experience there as well. Yeah, definitely. I mean, like highlighting the key attractions of an area and really like promoting what's good about it. Cool. Now, Elspeth, you are one of the most intrepid people that I know. What are some of your sort of most standout trips? Um, well, I love wildlife, uh, so I've done a few safaris. I think probably my absolute highlight on that front was when I went to Rwanda a yeah. few years ago, and I went trekking with the mountain gorillas, which was just wow. magical. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Didn't you go to Namibia recently? Yes, I went to Namibia last year. Oh. Safari again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you've now seen all, all of the big five, right? I have seen all the big five. I've never managed to go to a destination and see them all in one place. So maybe that will be, maybe Kruger will be the <laughs> <that'll> be next. <laughs> next. Cool. cool. Well, thank you so much, Elspeth. Cool. Thank you. Thank you. This podcast was brought to you by DK Eyewitness. For more information about our books, visit us at dk.com forward slash eyewitness or follow us on social media at dkeyewitness. The book Where to Go When is available in all good book retailers now. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.